Bless the Lord. It's good to see y'all this morning. Are you glad that God allows you to come into his church and to be able to feast at his table? It is a blessing to see all of you. You look good this morning. I can't say that for everybody, but y'all looking good. You got that glow on you that, that, that I say they asked me if it's Vaseline, but it's still the glory of God. Amen. At work in our hearts and lives. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Luke 141. Then we're going to read two scriptures as my main text in 1 John 510. <clears throat> Bear with me. Luke 141 and 1 John 510. Long before you got here, God was at work in your life. Long before you decided to bow your knee, God was working for your good. You need to really allow that to go down in your spirit. When God breathed into the breath or into the nostrils of Adam, the breath of God, he became a living soul. Literally, God put or imprinted, if you will, or stamped his personhood in the life of Adam. It was not his body that made him who he was. It was not his outward procritude. It was the breath of God. It was actually as if God had inscribed indelibly his signature in man. It speaks to ownership. It speaks to God saying that I created you, that there is intention in this. There is purpose in this. That means that you are not an accident. You're not an incident. You're not a mistake. You were divinely created by God. There are things settled in eternity waiting to be manifested in time. The goodness of God leads us to repentance. And, and, and literally what God did is, is he breathed into you grace. Everybody say grace. For you, you... You're here this morning and you woke up this morning and, and, and you live this morning not because of, of, of anything that you have done. It's not because of, of any, 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 any achievements in which you have achieved. It's not because of, of academic success or your own prowess, your own ability. It, it, it only happens because of, of God's grace. You woke up because of grace. I'm standing here because of grace. Everything that I have and everything that I do. Paul, the apostle Paul reflects back over his life and all that he went through. And he was a murderer and he was a conniver and he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. And, and he looked back over his life and, and he said these words, I am what I am because of the, the grace of God. And he began to understand that, that, that this thing right here has everything to do with God. I, I want you to feel me this morning because God spoke this to me. Everything has to do with who he is. Ellicott says his life came not as a result of man's bodily organization, but as a gift direct from God. Initials breath. Simply, we live because of grace it is all undeserved and many times you can look back in retrospect you can it's good to kind of 
take a, a glance back over your life before you got saved. And you can see the grace of God at work. You can say, I could have, I should have, I would have. You can say, I made it through some things that I don't know how I made it through it. Grace. Undeserved, the, 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 the favor of God, the mercies of God, the goodness of God, the Bible says, leads us to repentance. It is not God beating us down. It is God being good to us. And we reflect on that and we said, God has been so good to me. I can't keep living like this. He's been so merciful to me. Good. I feel an anointing. Stay with me. And so this morning, I, I want to investigate this with you because it's almost like an explorer, a pioneer writing his signature or leaving his mark at the place of discovery to let you know he has already been here. This is what makes Mirabilia so, so, so valuable. It's not that the baseball itself has any value. It's not that the bat has any value. But when Babe Ruth puts his signature on it, it brings value. The reason why is when he writes his signature, he's writing his record. Everything that he's done, all of his achievements are in that signature. When God breathed his breath into you, he's putting into you his record. He's letting you know who he is, that once you acknowledge him, you're going to reflect back and remember the record of God in your life. I want to preach this morning a sermon I've entitled, This is Your Leap Year, and we're going to read together. I'm just getting so excited. I just, I'm just trying to keep myself together here. Luke chapter 1, verse 41 and First uh, John 5.10. Let's read together. Yeah, that's a nice picture right there. Are you ready? We read together in concert out loud on the count of three. One, two, three. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutations of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, let's go to First John. One, two, three. He that believeth on the Son of God had the witness in himself. He that believeth not God had made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. Give the Lord a clap offering if you will. Come on, come on. This is your leap year. How confident are you? My first thought. From a theological point of view, God has given you in your spirit a testimony of his son Jesus. When he breathed into your life, when you were born, the breath of God, the grace of God, the testimony of his son, which is actually the grace of God, it has been indelibly etched in your life. And though man is fallen, he is still owned by God. <laughs> huh? Everything that consists, consists by him. Every knee that shall bow, every tongue shall confess. One day about the record that God is owner and Jesus is Lord. Verse 10, the one who believes in the son of God is the one who affirms and acknowledges God's testimony concerning his son. 
when you get saved, what you're saying is God has been here. You're acknowledging his grace. You're acknowledging his goodness. When you get saved, you are doing so much. It is not that God just saves you because of a prayer, but when you get saved, it is an affirmation that you say that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe in the record of the Son of God. I believe that he died. I believe that he rose again. I believe that there is nothing too hard for him. I believe that he can save from the guttermost to the uttermost. I believe in Jesus. I believe that there is no other name that men must be saved by but the name of Jesus. When you get saved, you are affirming and acknowledging that Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh, stay with me, church. And so, it's here now we learn and recognize the pre-salvation work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Simply this. The Holy Spirit has been working in your life long before you were conscious of his workings. The Holy Spirit was dealing with you before you ever said Jesus. The Holy Spirit was moving in your life. John 6.44. Listen to this scripture. One of my favorite scriptures. John 6.44. Listen. No man comes to me except the Father which has sent me, draw him, and I will raise him at the last day. The Bible says now, what God does, he draws us. By his spirit, he draws us. It is the word suro, and it means to drag. It means to compel. It means to beckon. It means that God would deal with us at certain times in our lives to bring us out of something into something. It means he does it systematically he does it in steps it means that God can move on you this year and leave you and come back and move on you next year it means that God now strategically begins to work in your life to bring you into his plan for your life and he does it by suru he does it by pulling you and dragging you and drawing you or better yet or calling you he calls you out of darkness into the marvelous light. And it's wonderful when you answer the call. It's wonderful when you say yes to him and you come and affirm the testimony of this drawing, the testimony that God has been dealing with me. God has been convicting me. God has kept me for such a time as this. I should have been locked up. I should have been out of my mind. My family should have been destroyed. But God, by his mercy and his goodness, has drawn me to this place today. He, 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 he soothes us. He beckons us. He draws us. He brings us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Ah, oh, yes. This is, this is the, the wonder of God's love. That, that, that he, he is forever working after the counsel of his will in our lives. We see it again in Titus 2.11. Listen to the scriptures. This is another one of my favorite scriptures. I got a lot of favorite scriptures. Listen to this. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation, here it is, has appeared to all men. Isn't that something? 
the grace of God now that bringeth salvation, he goes back into creation and he says, this grace has appeared to all men. That everybody everywhere, what it does here, it begins to refute the idea of Calvinism. That God has called some to be saved and God has not called others to be saved. Here it says that the grace of God appears to all men. The word all is an interesting word. It means all. Amen. All men. Everybody. Every boy. Every woman. Every man. Every amen uh, adult. God has called us and has given us this grace that we can know Jesus for ourselves. Whoa, this is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing when you begin to think about this gospel and how God moves in the earth. And, and it, it simply means uh, the word all, it, it means or it's expressed in the shining of the sun. For the sun, the sun shines on everybody. You know, I, it, it makes shine on me a little bit more than it shines on you. But, you know, it, it shines on everybody. The sun, amen, is, is no respecter of persons. This is the grace of God. The grace of God is not a respecter of persons. The grace of God now is intended for everybody. That means everyone here, amen, has a measure of grace that God has given to you. Everyone here can access the presence of God. Everyone here can know God. God intimately and personally. Everyone here can have a relationship, amen, with the CEO of the universe. Everybody here can know God for themselves. Woo! I'm going to preach myself happy. Stay with me. See, it simply means this. You and I did not initiate our relationship with God. The relationship you have with God, he has to initiate it. The Holy Spirit draws you to Jesus. He draws you. He brings you into a place of alignment. He brings you into a place where you begin to recognize things now. He, he brings you to a place where things begin to make sense. This is the wonder of God. Even after you're saved, the Spirit of God is still suing you, still bringing you deeper into intimacy with God, bringing you into places of revelation to open the eyes of your understanding. This is how the Spirit of God works. He draws you. He pulls you out of carnality. He pulls you out of rebellion. He pulls you out of frustration. He pulls you out of vexation. And he pulls you into a place where you can receive a word from God. And all of a sudden, your life changes and you begin to go from faith to faith and glory to glory. And God begins to move in you in ways you never thought because he surrows you into a place where you can receive from him. Woo. Stay with me, church. Stay with me. And so, see, when Elizabeth, in our scripture, when Elizabeth comes close to Mary, see, see, here it is. Here it is. I love this scripture because what you have here, you have two women carrying babies. Okay, Mary has Jesus and Elizabeth has John. Bible says she goes to greet her and when she greets her and she gets close to her, the baby John, who is in baby state, who is unconscious in his mother's womb, sleeping in his mom's womb. I, I believe there's nothing like sleeping in your mama's womb. Can I get two witnesses in here? And so he's sleeping in his mama's womb. All of a sudden now, when he gets close, when pseudo, the spirit of God pseudos her, amen, close to Jesus. All of a sudden, he leaps in his mama's womb. When I get to heaven, I want to see video. 
I, I, I want to see this video of this leap in this mama's womb. And he leaps in his mother's womb. When, when, when you start getting close to God and you begin to move into a place of alignment, the trajectory of your life changes. Things begin to change in your life. Supernatural things take place. All of a sudden, now you're in a place that you've never known. You're experiencing things you've never experienced before. All of a sudden, now you're breaking out of things amen, that you never thought you could break out of before. And there's power and there is a, 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 a a resurgence, if you will, of God moving in your spirit once again because you got close to Jesus. When you get close to Jesus, things change. The spirit of God's work is to get you close to Jesus. That's all. That's it. The spirit of God's work is, is to get you close to grace. It's to get you close, to get you into a place of alignment that you can experience things that you never thought you could experience. That the trajectory of your life begins to change now. See, listen to me. What has disturbed me over the years as a preacher of the gospel is the more sermons I hear, the less I hear about Jesus. I'm going to make it plain on tables. The more sermons I hear, the less I hear about Jesus. When Jesus is the one that changes the trajectory of my life. Jesus is the one that gives me hope. Jesus is the one that opened doors. Jesus is the one that has put all things under his feet. Jesus is the one that washes me in his blood. I, I, it astonishes me that I hear so little about Jesus. Oh, stay with me, church. See, the entire Christian faith rests upon the testimony of Jesus. In verse, uh, I think it's verse 10 in our scripture, uh, verse 11 or 12. And this is the testimony that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life. And he that hath not the son of God hath not life. And this is the testimony that God... God has given us, given to us eternal life and this is the life in his son. Eternal life comes from his son. Why wouldn't you preach about his son if you can live forever? This is the testimony of Jesus. He gives life. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That's the record. The record of Jesus that he has defeated death, hell, and the grave. That's the record of Jesus. The record of Jesus is that he rose again from the dead. This is the record. This is the testimony of Jesus. This is the witness, amen, that God puts in your spirit as a child of God. You should be the happiest person on the earth. You should have more joy than anybody. Amen. You should have more passion than anybody. You should have more victory than anybody because within you, you have the witness. You have the testimony of the son. See, no matter how things look around me, I must not lose the strength of the testimony of Jesus that's operating inside of me. Listen, many of us know religion, but we have failed to know Jesus. Now listen, everybody here knows religion. I'm going to show you. Religion is not bad in itself. You know, we've given religion a bad rap. You know, we say, oh, religion. but listen, let me, let me show you something about religion. Religion and Christianity are in some ways very congruent. Simply, religion deals with a series of events that are not 
there, amen, or that are there, excuse me, amen, to bring us into a place where we can know Jesus. Let me show you what I'm saying. We have a liturgy. We have a doxology. And in, in the liturgy now, what it is, it starts off with singing. So it's like steps. So we sing, right? And then we pray, we pray, and we give, and then we, 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 we preach. All of this is a part of the worship service. But the grand finale is it brings us to worship. So there are steps now. These are steps singing, praying, giving, preaching to ultimately bring us to worship. If we do not worship, all we have is religion. See, people go to church every week, huh? And they sing and they pray and they do their thing, but they never worship. They never come to a place where they lay down their idols. They never come to a place where they affirm and acknowledge the Lordship of Jesus. They never come to a place where they surrender unto God and say, not my will, but your will. And when you do that, you are entering into worship. You're giving God, amen, what he deserves. You're laying down things and saying you and you alone have the words of eternal life. See, singing is good. I love to sing. Giving is good. It's all a part of the worship service. But ultimately, I have to come to a place of worship. Because if I don't, all I have is a form of godliness and no power. All I have. So you can go to church. That's fine. But do you worship God? I'm going to show you what I'm saying. This just came to me. The woman at the well. Y'all know about the woman at the well. The woman at the well, she's a bad sister. She gets there and she's at the well. And Jesus is sitting on the well. He's he's waiting on the well. He's waiting for her. God waits on us. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? He's sitting, waiting. This is the God that he's not a monument, but he's a movement. But there's there's times that he waits. And even as he's waiting, he's moving. Ain't that something? God of mercy. Even as he's waiting, he's getting stuff done. He's waiting for her. And she walks up and she sees Jesus sitting on this on, on Jacob's well. It is, it is a well sitting on a well. Huh? It is, it's two waterways. Huh? One's supernatural and one's natural. It's a taste test. You know what I'm saying? Pepsi and Coke. It's a taste test. She walks up and she, she sees Jesus sitting on this well. And, and, and when she gets there to Jesus, what does Jesus say to her? He says, give me drink. You would think Jesus, she says, I know you got some problems in your life. I just want to come here and minister to you. You would think Jesus would start witnessing to her. But he doesn't. He says, give me drink. He uses water as a metaphor of worship because he knows a human body lives by water. He knows that you can't live unless you have water. What he's saying is, if you want water, if you want to live, then give me worship. If you give me worship, I'll give you water. Yeah? He goes throughout the text, and he ends the text by saying, they that worship, he he goes from water to worship. 
Because the only way you're going to get something from God, you have to learn how to worship. You have to come to a place in your life and recognize this grace is at work in you. You have to come to a place and recognize, hey, listen, it wasn't my intellect that got me here. It was grace. Oh, yes, it was grace. I got a nice, you know, business and you're making the money. Grace. Because as quick as you got it, just as quick you can lose it. I wish I had two witnesses, huh? He said, I want you to come to a place to recognize who I am. This grace that's at work in your life. My second thought, I'm, I'm going to bring this to a close. I'm going to close that. I ain't going to keep you long. Uh, Jesus is the way. John opens with giving us some discourse concerning belief and unbelief. Verse 10, whenever I believe on the Son of God, whenever I am a Jesus person, it confirms that God has placed his spirit or his grace within me. Whenever I become a Jesus person now, all of a sudden now, I'm, 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 I'm affirming that God has been at work in my life. Whenever I talk about Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm giving God glory. When I, when I talk about myself, I'm robbing God of glory. But when I talk about Jesus, I'm affirming now and acknowledging. This is why, this is why really, if you want to be a, a, a real good witness, if you want to learn how to witness, you have to begin to uh, allow the Spirit of God to construct the witness around the person of Jesus. You have to really take some time. You just can't, you can't be a Jehovah's Witness and just, just go through motions. I wish I had too. <laughs> just go. You, you have to really understand the intimacy of, of the person of Christ and, 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 and this grace that has been at work in your life for so long. The testimony of Jesus in turns gives me the ability now to operate like Jesus, meaning that I can love like Jesus. I can forgive like Jesus. I can give like Jesus. I can be merciful and kind like Jesus. Because of my relationship with Jesus Christ, it is not institutionalized. It is not religion or denomination. It is expressed in how I treat other people now. Now I can love people now. I can serve people now. I can forgive people now because now I have the testimony of the son. I have the record inside of me. I have grace at work in my life. Now things I never thought I could do, I could do now. I can step into place of ministry now because I have the testimony of his son in my life. Oh, now, amen, I can go to regions beyond because I have the testimony of his son, not because I'm special not because i'm just gifted no i have the grace of god the gift of god at work in my life listen john 13 34 35 a new command i give you love one another as i've loved you so you must love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another they will know that you belong to me and you've affirmed amen my lordship because you love one another that's how they'll know that you're a child of god not because amen you go to a certain church not because amen you sing certain songs no because you 
love one another. There's a mercy, amen, that flows from your life. There's a goodness, a kindness, a grace, a meekness that's at work in you. You're approachable. People, amen, want to come to you. Amen. There's a magnetism about your life because the testimony of the sons at work in your life. Woo. Hmm. Listen, you cannot have a relationship with Jesus and not get over what people have done to you. I'm saying you can't have a relationship with Jesus and not get over what people have done to you. A new command I give to you as you love one another. He says, I'm bringing this with me. This is in my record now. The testimony of Jesus literally speaks to the supernatural life that flows inside of you. And the baby leapt in his mother's womb. This is what he's trying, to, he's trying to tell you. When you get close to Jesus, all of a sudden, things start happening. It's not business as usual now. I can't just get mad and stay mad. The baby laughed. You know, when you, when you, you know, I'm telling you what I'm saying. You can be in church. The Spirit of God can be dealing with you. That's the leaping see. That's a, that's a, I can't, I just can't. Because you know why? Because you're getting close to Jesus. When you get close, you say, man, I'll never do that. I'll never. I'm through with you. Talk to the hand because you don't understand. And I'm through with you. But when you start getting close to Jesus, the baby left. There's still life. There's still life. You thought it was dead, but there's still life. Whoa, that's the testimony of Jesus. The things you thought you couldn't overcome, the things you thought you couldn't, I just said, man, I'm leaving this church, and God deals with you. Baby left. There's still some life. Let me go back to you. I'm talking like my head. Huh? That's how it works. That's how it works. Now, see, I want you to see the scripture in the, in the context of the scripture here. Hold on for a second. Cheers. See, when you say, I can't just go back to, go to verse 10 for me. The first, uh, yeah, first John 5, 10. I want to read this again. Right. He that believes on the son of God has the witness in himself. He that believes not, had made, not God had made him a, no, 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 no. You would think he's talking about belief and unbelief in sinners and saints, but he's not. He's talking about in saints. When a saint believes in the Son of God, he affirms. But when a saint says, I can't do it, he's calling God. I just, I, I just can't forgive her. I just, you just hurt me. You make God a liar. Because through Christ you can do. There it is. You make God a liar. When you say, man, you know what? I'll never speak to them again. You make God a liar. I'll never do it again. You know, I'm just going to, I'm going to come. But you know what, man? I'm just going to keep my ball to myself. I ain't playing with nobody else. You make God a liar. I'm just going to come and go, come and go. You make God, because the, 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 the baby wants to live. I said the baby wants to live. That's why we got to get people to Jesus. Even Christians got to get back to Jesus. Even Christians got to get back to Jesus. This is when Jesus says, you have left your first love. 
you got to get back to where stuff leaps, man. Where your life is excited again for God. Where you love God and work through God. Stay with me. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. See, when Paul was struggling with this thorn in his flesh, because that's how it is with a lot of people. You got some people like a thorn in your flesh. When, when he's struggling and he prayed three times for God to take it away, God answered and said, my grace is sufficient for you. I have placed within you the testimony of Jesus. Oh my God. I have put within you the record. And you have the ability, amen, to be able to change your trajectory. You can work through things you never thought you could work through because you have within you the testimony of the Son. And, and, and he that believes in the Son has life. You have life inside of you. You have the power of God working inside of you. And so there's no reason I don't have to do anything special for you because you got what it takes to do my will in whatever the situation may be listen I, I'm, 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 pre I, I'm preaching to myself Paul learns that he carries the testimony of Jesus it is his testimony now or it is testimony that causes you and I to become pregnant with the possibilities that God can do it again if God did it for Paul he can do it for me if God did it for the pastor he can do it for me if God did it amen for Daniel and Meshach and Shadrach, he can do it for me. It, it, it speaks of testimony. This is what the Bible is. It is a record of God's faithfulness. It is a record of God's handiwork. And God says, read the record, man. Look at the record. If I've done all this stuff, I can do it for you. It's, 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 it's important to note. The root word for testimony in the Hebrew means to do it again. This is our confidence. Our confidence is that God's going to do it again. That's the confidence. He that believeth on the Son of God has the witness in himself, the testimony, and God can do it again and again. It is, it's like writing a check. You know, you, you, you have confidence when you write a check and you give it to somebody that the check is good because you have you got the resources to cover it. Can I get a witness? Oh, y'all check writers now. Huh? You got the resources to cover it. God says, listen, and you need to get this in your spirit. When you believe in my record, it should give you the confidence that I got you covered. I got your family covered. I got your mind covered. I got you covered even in the United States of America where people are out of their minds because you believe in the record. I got you covered. I want you to know I got the resources, amen, that can take you through. I got everything you need, amen, to guide you and lead you and protect you. I got what you need. So don't fret yourself because I got the resources have the confidence in the record that the record is sure and if I said it I can't lie because I'm God give him praise for the record somebody Woo, man God of mercy see however the point of our vulnerability is in our humanity you cannot allow your situations to mess with your mind for the enemy is coming for your mind he wants you and I to be negative because he is the 
is the only source amen, that he links to and he knows our source of survival is our confidence in God. So he wants us to be negative because negativity is where he survives in your life. This is how the enemy thrives in your life when you become negative, when you become pessimistic, when you become doubtful, when you live in unbelief. This is what the devil wants more than when you don't believe the record. You don't believe that God's going to do it. You don't believe that you can forgive. You don't believe that God can use your life. This is when the enemy gains foothold in your life. He wants you to be negative because negativity breeds unbelief. Remember now, God has been working for you before you got here. In Luke 1.41, it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutations of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost however remember now John was in an unconscious state but when his mother got close to Jesus he he left this is a participation sermon he left now years later now years later John's a grown man John the Baptist he's a powerful man of God no doubt he's in prison he's in prison when he's in prison, the Bible says he, he, his disciples come to him and he, he tells the disciples, go ask him, is he the one or should we look for another? That in full conscious state, he didn't know Jesus. But when he was in baby state, he knew Jesus. When his mother got Close, he knew Jesus. He's in prison, and now there is a lot of distance. He don't know Jesus. And he said, hey, listen, go ask that guy. Is he the one, or should we look for another? The situation began to dim the revelation. And whenever you go through situation, it begins to fight against your revelation of who God is. Whenever you go through things in your life, things happen to you, and trauma and setback and broken heartedness and people leave you and, and divorce and struggle all of a sudden the, 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 are you the one or should we look for another and here he is now struggling with his humanity he's a full grown man and he's having a hard time recognizing who Jesus is it can happen to us we can be living for God for a long time and not have the sensitivity to know what God is doing in our lives. There's too much distance. Too much distance has gotten between. And we, we got the steps down, but we're not in that intimacy of worship anymore. We know the steps. We got religion down. Even though we don't like the word religion, most of us are. And here he is. He doesn't know if Jesus is there or not. Isn't that something? That's something to ponder. He's, he doesn't know if Jesus is there or not. Jesus has been doing all kinds of stuff, man. He don't, he don't know. Because his situation, see, his situation has troubled him so much. 
that the testimony, the record, doesn't ring in his spirit like before. Ooh, the record. Stay with me. I'm almost there. When the situation came into the picture, the fully conscious John suddenly, his mind is under attack against the revelation of who Jesus is. You cannot allow your situation to disconnect or separate you from the revelation of your confidence of who Jesus is. In Romans 8, 35 to 39, Paul asks a question that we must all answer. He asks this question. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, persecution or famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? As written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life or angels, or principalities, or powers, or things present, or things to come. Nor height, nor depth, nor any creature, any man, any official shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He says nothing. Nothing has the power to separate you. God has placed within you the testimony of his son. Ooh, I tell you something. Therefore, Jesus must be preached. We must get people to Jesus. This is where confidence is birthed. This is where the leap begins. Elizabeth gets so close to Jesus. This is this is this is She gets so close to Jesus that not only does the baby leap, but she is filled with the Holy Spirit. And the next verse says, and John is filled with the Holy Ghost. It speaks of when when you begin to make decisions that you're gonna get close to Jesus, that generations are affected. Not just you, but the baby. If mama can get filled with the Holy Ghost, the baby can get filled with the Holy Ghost. If mama can serve God, the baby can serve God. Good God of mercy. It goes from generation to generation. He want to affect your children. They may be backslidden, but if you get close, woo, God will fill you again. And God will move on your children. She got close. And her mama was filled with the Holy Ghost. Nobody even laid hands on her. Isn't there something? This is God we're talking about. Church? Nobody even laid hands on her. She said, close. But the word. She said, man, Jesus ain't no joke. I got to stay with Jesus. Probably everywhere Mary was going, Elizabeth was following her. This is just too good, girl. Huh? My God, that baby was leaping. Can you imagine? See, as I bring this to a close, this causes you to move in confidence. In Acts chapter 3, verse 6 through 8, here, here's, here, this scripture is one of my favorite again, 6 through 8, because it, it, it shows you 
this, this in New Testament form. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. So uh, I ain't got no money. I ain't got no money right now, but silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give to thee. There it is. So good. Such as I have. So he has something. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Then Peter, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Here it is. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God. Such as I have. There's something in me as a testament, as a record inside my life. His name is Jesus. And there's something. All he did was give him Jesus. He gave him Jesus. He said, I ain't got no money, but I got something for you, though, bro. I got something that'll hook you right on up. In the name of Jesus. Can you imagine? In the, he, he, he leaps. There's that leap again. There's that he leaps. And he goes in church leaping. Yeah, leaping. This is your leap here. As we're going into a brand new year, God wants you to go in leaping. 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 Me and my daughter, we were putting together this pre-lit Christmas tree. And so, it is a nice tree, you know. I like a little Christmas. I like decorating it, believe it or not. So, I'm out there with her, and she comes to Daddy. We got to put this thing up. So, we put it together, and, you know, you, you plug it in, but it doesn't work because you got to get underneath the tree you got to plug in all the little plugs. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Y'all looking at me like, what you talking about? So I, I get there and I plug the plugs in, but it still don't work. So I had to go put my glasses on. <laughs> I had to go put my glasses on. So I went and put my glasses on and I looked and I saw that each plug had a number. And that number goes into the next number, right? So I started getting excited. So I started disconnecting all this stuff, this craziness I was doing. With nothing working. So then I start plugging the right plug in. I plugged that one in. Then I plugged that one in. Plugged that one in. All of a sudden, I said, okay, Jessica. She took it and she put it in the wall. Lights, camera, action. It lit the whole thing up. Then I got it. I got it. See, this is what God has done. When God created man, God breathed into you grace. Okay. He also gave man a measure of faith. Everybody has a measure of faith. Then I got it. The problem is, we're trying to connect all this stuff to make our lives work, but it don't work. No lights, just darkness. The Bible says, for you are saved through grace by you got to take your faith and connect it to the grace, to the testimony of Jesus. And your life has changed. Lights come on. Starts, life starts making sense. God has given it to us in creation. In creation. He's put the grace in us. Don't ever think that you wake up in the morning on your own. It's grace. 
God wants you to t- live every day by faith. Take steps of faith because he's giving you the grace to make it happen. He's giving you the grace to love people, to forgive people. He's giving it. It's there. Yeah. We got Lord, Lord. It's just there. You just got to believe on the testimony, the record of the Son of God. If Jesus did it, you can too. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your patience. Grace only comes alive when it's connected to your faith. Faith is the confidence in his testimony and his record. The testimony of Jesus is also the spirit of prophecy. This simply means that God has a plan for your life. It means that you are not here on accident. You're not here mistakenly, but God, before the world began to spin, he had a plan for your life. He, he had a direction for your life. And God is bringing you to a place this morning that you may recognize and affirm and acknowledge the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That before you got saved and before you, you're not saved and you say, you know what? Pastor, I recognize, I recognize, I recognize his mercy in my life. I recognize, I recognize his goodness in my life. I should have, could have, would have, and I made it through another day, Pastor. I made it through another year. And I'm he- sitting here this morning. I, I was raised up. I know religion. I've gone to church. But I never stepped into the arena of worship, of surrender. I never bowed my knee and confessed with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I've never come to a place where I just cast down my idols I've never understood the value in my life I never understood that God signed his signature on my life and I never realized how valuable I am to God yeah how valuable I am but you've come this morning and you say pastor I have to acknowledge it I have to acknowledge God's record I have to say, God, yeah, you've been good to me, God. I have to, I have to acknowledge the testimony of Jesus. Ooh, that there's no one like Jesus. I feel an anointing. That's you. You say, Pastor, pray for me because I want to acknowledge it. Lift your hands up quickly. Just raise your hands to God. God bless you. Just raise your hands up. Lift it up and say, pray for me, Pastor. I've come this morning. God bless you. Anyone else, just lift your hands up and say, I, I, I'm a backslider. I'm a, and, and I'm in trouble and I need God. And I just want to get my heart right this morning. Perhaps I want to, I want to make the record right with God. If that's you, lift your hands up. Lift your hands up. God bless you. Sister, come. Just come. Get up out of your seat and come. Sister, you raise your hands over here. God bless you. Every Christian this morning, every saint of God, light camera action. Things can light up for you. Some of you have allowed 
a lot of distance to come between your relationship. I'm not talking about church. I'm not talking about church. Thank God for church. But your relationship with God. The leaping in the womb, the life, the, the expectancy, the possibilities. It's, it's not like it should be. And you say, I want to leap again, Pastor. I want to I want to experience that leap again. I want to be able to to not only experience it, but I want to see other people leap. Silver and gold have a none, but I have something. I have a witness. I have a testimony within my life, and I want to be that person that breaks free from just being religious. And I want to have an intimacy of worship. That when I speak to people and witnessing, when I speak to my own family members. That there's a whole different dim dimension of grace that flows from me. There's a grace that, that, that I can't even understand. The Bible says that throughout eternity, he's going to be teaching us the exceeding greatness of his grace. That there are things about the levels and manifolds and, and, uh, of grace. Like a, a woman with a pleated skirt, manifolds of grace that, that, that goes beyond human comprehension. That is so powerful and so mesmerizing. But you say, God, I want to live in that. I want to live in the manifold grace. I want to live in it. I want to have the wisdom to operate within it. I don't want to give up on people so quickly. I don't want to discount things so 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 quickly. I don't want to be so 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 upset and vexed at things. I want to operate like God operates. He's set on the well. I want to operate. Because through that. The Bible says she left leaping, jumping, and rejoicing. I can lead people leaping. I can leave situations with life. I can leave situations with hope. Ooh, I feel an anointing. Spirit of God is speaking to you this morning. This is your leap here. I want you to come find a place to pray. I want you to allow God to birth some new things in your spirit, new possibilities of God, ministries of God in your spirit. I want you to allow God just to bring some restoration for relationships and your family members and your, 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 your children, your husband, your spouse. Things that have happened that you can't change. But God is able to cause the baby to leap. If you get close, if you get close, if you get close, he can cause it to leap again. He can cause life to flow again as we worship him.